This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Mark Sheldon, who covers the Reds for MLB.com. Mark, we are in the second week of 2019. I don't even know. It is the second week? Yeah, the second week, officially. And you guys, as reporters, are reporting to spring training in five weeks, four weeks, and there are already players who have reported to a pre-spring training camp just to get their feet wet. Uh, so baseball's back. It's here, Sheldon. How does that make you feel? Good, because right now it feels like it's about 15 degrees outside and freezing, and I wouldn't mind being warm again uh, in Arizona. And I know, like, the Pirates are, yeah, like you mentioned, the Pirates are having their mini camp in Bradenton, and there's a lot of yeah. Ravens in Arizona since the day of the season ended, so they've been working out all year round. And uh, yeah, Arizona weather seems awfully appetizing right now, and I love. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind seeing some balls get pitched and batted around a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Everyone is ready to hear the that pretty sound of cleats on concrete. I think that's I love the that official. Sound. I absolutely. Yes, everybody love loves sound, it. But I love that sound. Maybe you should make it your ringtone. I may have to. That's a good idea. <laughs> We'll have to figure that out. Um, but we have a couple things to talk about today, which is always exciting. Uh, the Reds obviously making huge splashes um, a couple of weeks ago, not that long ago, with Puig and Kemp and, and the Dodgers uh, making that trade. But now we have a new topic to address, which is kind of filling out that starting rotation. And look, it's a decent rotation right now, Mark, but you wrote about potential guys or you're writing about potential guys that – could really slot in and be a difference maker, just a top-of-the-line grade-A ace that that the Reds could use. And there's there's a strong list of guys. So I'm going to let you go through some of the names that, that you've looked at because we've already got Anthony DiScalfani, Luis Castillo, Tanner Roark, Alex Wood, right? But who is who's the guy that the Reds would shell out a, a couple extra bucks for and really change this rotation around? Yeah, um, they really have, in Rourke and Wood, they got solid middle of the rotation guys. Castillo uh, is very talented. Disclafani is coming off a terrible, kind of a rough year. Uh, but they, what they really do lack is the ace that could make this staff and this team much more competitive. I don't think the, the pitching staff has its credibility restored yet with the two acquisitions. So I think they can do better. Uh, they're talking about adding a third pitcher. It's not set in stone, but... You know, the names I'm thinking about, you look at the free agent market, you have, of course, Dallas Keuchel is still out there. Uh, they have Wade Miley still out there, Clay Buckholtz, Gio Gonzalez. On the trade front, you've heard hear bits and pieces about Corey Kluber being available, Marcus Stroman in Toronto, and, of course, Sonny Gray has been dangled by the Yankees to anyone that will listen. And in various ways, these guys are fits. Uh, Derek Holland is another free agent that the Reds have talked to and has uh, being an Ohio native from about two hours away from here, he, he wouldn't mind pitching close to home. So there's, 
there's some guys that fit. There, uh, there's some reasons that they, they would be successful maybe at Great American Ballpark, which is not known for uh, being very pitcher friendly. But a lot of these guys and the guys they've already acquired in Wood and, and Roark keep the ball on the ground. A lot of these guys get weak contact. Uh, the last thing they know they need, though, is a fly ball pitcher that can send it out of the park very easily. Mark, Dallas Keuchel, former Cy Young, obviously world champion. The Reds are going to shell out money for this guy? Listen, they, they are not really excited about the idea of a five- or six-year contract to someone, but they're not absolutely ruling it out either. Uh, you know, Keuchel's been on record, or at least his, uh, Boris, his agent, has been on record saying that he wants a five-year deal. Uh, a, a similar pitcher in Pat, Patrick Corbin got a six-year deal from Washington. The Reds aren't, don't have a blanket policy that they'll never do that again after the Homer Bailey debacle, but uh, if it's the right fit, I think they would do it if the money's right, if the the fit is right. And, and when one of the things about Keiko that makes him so intriguing for the Reds is, is just that he is kind of that perfect ground ball, weak contact profile. He, I was looking at uh, some stuff on StatCast and, and things like that. And he, he gets, he's what he had the highest ground ball rate among all the qualified starters last year, 53%. He, he gets, he doesn't give up a lot of home runs. He's he only gave up 18 home runs last year, and and he pitched. It's a big deal. Which is you know in Houston, which that, with that short right field wall, the Crawford boxes, that's that's pretty good. So he would seem to fit. Now the negative side is that he hasn't exactly been the Dallas Keuchel of the 2015 Young year. He's had a couple of injury years. Uh, his his ERA has been creeping upward uh, each of the last few years. So it's. It's not a guarantee at 31, giving him a big, long contract that would take him to 36 or 37, that that would be a successful deal. So that's something the Reds have to think about. So that story is coming out, Mark, right? That's not up yet. Correct. Okay, so by the time you're listening to this podcast, though, it will be on Reds.com. I can't 100% promise that, but I, my sources tell me that it will be up there. What is on MLB.com right now, Reds.com, is a story about Caleb Cotham, which is really exciting, a new assistant pitching coach, and he's going to be working with Derek Johnson, and they've got ties because he pitched for him at Vanderbilt. And, Mark, you noted that Cotham is – just 31 years old. So this is a huge deal. He's the age of some of the players and he's going to spend time kind of diving in a little bit deeper. What do you know about the impact that he's going to have on this season? Yeah, he's pitched with some of the players, uh, Lorenzen, Disclafani, Iglesias. He, he knows the teammates with Joey Votto and Suarez. That's great. Barraza. I love that. But his real role here is in assistant, in, being, in addition to being an assistant with uh, Derek Johnson and helping him with the myriad tasks of getting pitchers ready and preparing for opponents, uh, his real job is going to be doing deep dives uh, on, on the data. And it's something he did for the last two years for an agency, uh, kind of so-called private sector. And, and now that's what he's going to do for the Reds. He's going to be the guy that looks at StatCast, TrackMan, who gets the, the high-speed video cameras and, and still cameras out and, and tries to really look at things like you know, spin rates and, and grips and arm extension and, of course, velocity and, and movement, horizontal and vertical. So he's going to really take all that data from a, a myriad of, of different ways of the technology and take all that data, and his job is to be to analyze it and then simplify it so he can talk to the the pitchers about how to make their themselves better. And it's I love that working smarter. It's about working more efficiently. Instead of, instead of spending months trying to work on a curveball, you might be able to use the information that you have in the bullpens, and they're going to have the some of their devices out there, and of course on the mound in games 
say, hey, you, you, you're doing this with your grip. You're doing this with your your movement. Maybe your curveball isn't really a curveball. It's more of a slider. Let's do this or that. So he's going to be able to try to simplify it. He says, you know, pitching the major leagues, and he has that experience, of course. He didn't have a great career, but he has experience, and you don't need a lot of stuff in your head while you're pitching. And he's going to take all that information and try to make it real easy and try to find the one or two things that they can work on to make themselves better. And it's kind of a rarity right now in baseball. You're seeing more and more embracing of the data and, and analytics, uh, of course, with hitting and pitching. But very few teams have a, a guy that's – specifically an analytical guy. The Brian Bannister does it for the Red Sox. Uh, Dan Heron and, and uh, Jeremy Sowers work behind the scenes in Arizona and Tampa Bay, respectively. And Cotham's kind of an anomaly that he's not the Ivy League you know, numbers cruncher that a lot of teams rely on to, to hand them over their data and analyze it. He's going to do that, and he's got the experience to relate to for, you know, as a former pitcher. So I think it's going to be an interesting fit. And uh, I was talking to one of the Reds front office people last night, and he's kind of the guy that – maybe in a year or two is going to be the guy that's being sought after by around the league and Red's got ahead of it and got him now. Yeah, it's a, that's a huge deal. I love that. I think that stuff's really interesting and um, can only benefit. I think the the guys, especially you mentioned um, Anthony DiSclefani, not necessarily having the year that everyone had hoped last season. So maybe tweak a couple of things with him. Mark, the cool thing about January is that baseball is happening. We mentioned some mini camps earlier but what else is happening are non-roster spring training invitees and we know that the reds are inviting nick sunzel this is his second invite and taylor Trammell, his first and i mean these are the, these are the next names these are the jerseys you should be buying now before they get really really expensive yeah uh it's funny you mentioned that because senzel uh, wore number 79 in spring training last year. Well, he's got a big guy number now. He's uh, number 15. So I have a feeling that that's a sign that that will be his number uh, when he's a permanent member of the of the roster. And so if you want to run out and buy a Nick Senzel jersey early at number 15 there, maybe do that. Uh, Trammell does not have a low number. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because Trammell is here to get his feet wet. He was very impressive in Arizona Fall League. He had a great year last year in A and – uh, they're very impressed with what he can do. He, he, showed, he showed what he could do in the uh, All-Star Futures game last year with the the big home run and the, the almost uh, second home run that was a triple. Um, but Nick Senzel has something to play for. He's coming off the injuries and everything like that, but he has a chance to make the team out of camp, either in center field or in some sort of super ability role where he gets to play a lot. So uh, the stakes are a little higher. Last year he came to training with a, maybe a peripheral chance to make the team, but it wasn't very expected. Well, this year, I think he'll be very disappointed if he doesn't make the team. So uh, we'll see how he does. And he, his elbow got cleaned out, as we've talked about in the past, uh, while he was learning center field and in instructional league, and, and that he seems to be fine from that and 100%. And, and now it's really up to him. He's going to have to show what he can do. Love it. It's very exciting. We're, we're here. We're here in another, another uh, turning point that shows us that we're here. The a month away. Here. Yeah. It's a month away. The Reds caravan. Mark Sheldon, give us the details. Yeah, that's a big deal for the Reds and the Reds fans. It's uh, four buses that spread out north, south, east, and west. They hit five states all combined, uh, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, and West Virginia. And they cover about 4,000 miles. And you're going to see, you know, going out to the some of the bigger towns in the viewing area, like Lexington, Indianapolis, Nashville, and Louisville, and Columbus, 
But then, uh, you know, a lot of members of the, of the team and front office are going out. Uh, Eugenio Suarez is probably the biggest name. He's going out on one of the legs. And uh, it was just announced that Alex Wood's going to make a one, a one-stop appearance in Columbus only. Uh, Tanner Roark's going to be on for a couple of days. Uh, and then some other guys like Jesse Winker and Sal Romano that have been around before are going to be out there. And, of course, Marty Brenneman, the iconic broadcaster, will be out there. And Dick Williams and Nick Crawl in, in the front office. So, really what it is is it's just a chance for – the team to recognize the, the the fan base that's not in Cincinnati and that they, they say thank you. They sign autographs. Uh, they answer the, the kind of Q&A sessions with the fans. And they also make a lot of hospital visits and, and things like that. So I think it's it's pretty cool. It's all free to the public. And um, so if you have a chance, if you live in one of those areas, uh, in one of those states that's part of the Reds viewing uh, market, check it out. I love it. Caravan. Do not forget about that bad boy. We'll we'll talk about it again. <laughs> Excuse me, next week. Uh, Mark, as always, man, I appreciate your knowledge. I think the the most interesting thing I'm taking away from this is is the Reds are are ready to get a, a big a big arm, and uh, you know, hopefully that maybe that can come in the next couple of weeks before spring training arrives. Yeah, we'll see. They've definitely been aggressive in terms of the, the guys they've already acquired. You've seen their their aggressiveness and how they hired uh, their coaching staff. By getting Johnson and, and uh, Turner Ward from LA, uh, it seems like they're they're, they're you know leaving no stone unturned and trying to improve and and so we'll see if that translates into more wins. It, it may or may not, but they're at least putting in the effort. All right, if you guys need to catch up on your Reds news because you're just tuning back in to baseball, please head to Reds.com. You can read all of Mark's work. Like we said, um, the story about the big arms is coming out by the time you listen to this podcast. Mark Sheldon, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Danny. Let's do it again next week. All right, I can't wait. With Mark Sheldon, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.